Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive now NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankro, the king of alpha. I, I I couldn't even get the words out, John, because it's like, is it true? Is it not true? What do you think? That's true, I think. Actually, John just, you know, John tells me it's true, so I got to believe him. He's the king of LinkedIn, so if he says it's true, it's true. Uh, yeah, as you all know, I was a child actor. I went to Stanford. I became an NFT entrepreneur. It's wild. Now we're the NFT Heat podcast. I'm here with my stellar best buddy and co-host, John Kraske. John was running the executive design space in New York City. And now he's an NFT entrepreneur and a metaverse entrepreneur. And we're lucky to have him in studio because he travels the world at these global conferences. It's wild. And he's in the trenches every day starting at 4 a.m. I know because he texts me at 4 a.m. and I'm still asleep. So we're super pumped to have you all here listening to our episode today. As you know, we're two NFT insiders bringing in the top guests in 30 minutes or less to deliver some alpha. And today, we have a super, super special guest. We've got Noah Klein, CEO of Wincast. Noah, let's bring you on the set. He's in person live. Let's go. All right. Welcome, buddy. Thank you for having me. Nice Appreciate to meet it. you. All, all right. Sit right. down. Right. Take right. Justin's seat. <laughs> I'm putting you right in my host chair. I like it. Blue looks good on you with, the, you. with the orange. It's I a try. nice combo. I do Thank what you. I can. Welcome. Well, <laughs> we like to go right into a five-question lightning round Let's to provide alpha to our listeners right away. John, what's the first question for Noah? Noah, what is your favorite Discord? I really like Chris Mattern and Christine Brown's uh, Floor NFT. I, I like their community a lot. Um, back in the day, I really enjoyed also Hard Project. They're fun. A lot of fun uh, people. Very creative. Um, but yeah, I would say Floor. Shout out to Chris Mattern, Jess, and Chris from Made with Mason. A little inside. Hopefully, you guys are watching this episode. Oh, I well, just added. You sent me their emails. Right? They're coming yeah. to the breakfast. Dude. Very, very, yeah, yeah. very good all friends. Right. Um, oh, amazing. All right. Noah, why should people care about NFTs? That's a good question. Depends what you're interested in. At the end of the day, it gives you, one, a sense of digital ownership. Two, a closer way to connect with uh, your favorite brands or your favorite movements. It really comes down to the execution of the executives. So I would say find something you're passionate about and find someone who's executing well on that because there's a lot of interesting use cases. Get closer to the teams you love. Get closer to the artists that you've been supporting forever. Um, and I would also say care about this because people will talk about it the same way that they did about the, the I would say, the internet revolution to begin with, right? So the concept of digital ownership is like, I, I don't know why that's like so controversial as a concept, right? But I imagine that in the future that that's going to be the standard. Right. And so learning about it now is only going to set you up for the future. And it's a good way to connect with your your favorite things in the meantime. Love it. Cool. Love it. Question three. Is it too late for people to invest in NFTs? Oh, no, 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 no. If anything, what I think is actually kind of interesting about this is that we're finally starting to see people kind of washing out from the like PFP cash grabs. Right. Um, so I think like right now is actually a good time to identify a project that you like 
people and like executives that you love that are working with people you love um, and doubling down on that. I think, you know, given the the relative um, context of the market right now, there's a really good opportunity to put some cash in and see it grow, but also like find some people that are really doing the damn thing. I don't know how else to put it. Um, That's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of favorite NFT project. I, okay. So I really, again, enjoyed Heart Project back in the day. Floor NFT is also a classic. Um, I personally love going to like the individual artists that are like putting out collections with limited utility, but are like basically translating their strategies into the digital space. So Rafik Anadol has a ton of incredible collections. I really love his machine hallucinations stuff. Um, and recently, and, and I'm going to plug uh, my favorite designer ever uh, because we work together and he's helped me uh, build up Windcast in a lot of different ways. Um, Connor Campbell, uh, otherwise known as Levitate, he has a collection called Archives. Highly recommended. They're one of one pieces. It's the first 50 he's ever released. This guy is, is going to blow up beyond all conceivable measure. Wow. That's some alpha. Wow. That's wow. alpha. Wow. We wow. love our alpha. So it's Levitate? <laughs> Levitate. Levitate. Archives by Levitate. Okay. Archives Dope. by Levitate. Cool. Yep. There you go. All right. Fifth and final question. What do you say to people who say NFTs are just JPEGs? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're looking at the wrong collections <laughs> at the end of the day. But again, it's like it comes back to the idea that so many people dove into the space and were like, here's 10,000 pieces and we'll figure out the utility later. And then they're like, well, we have the money. Who fucking cares? Right. I don't know yeah. if I'm allowed to swear. No, yeah, you are. You're, you're allowed, allowed to swear. You're allowed to swear. Sorry. I've got, I, I have no filter anyways. I was just asking as a formality. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think the, the utility of it is, is, or sorry, utility in general is starting to get built out a lot more. People are focused on not just the image itself. So again, I, I realize that's the kind of the antithesis of my answer where I'm like, oh, I love the artists that just put their art out. Um, but there's a ton of different use cases, you know, people clearly haven't been explaining it to you well enough. And, uh, you know, hopefully at some point in the future, there's a lot more digestible education to allow you to get into it, find the things you love and so on. Awesome. Fabulous lightning. You killed it, <laughs> Noah. That is some lightning out of 10. What's Noah's score? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously, it's, it's, we were giving like 7.9 billion uh, like a few episodes ago. I don't, I don't even know, but. Uh, For being here live in person. And then he gets, I would just say like 100 billion? 100 billion out of 10, highest score. Thank you. Yeah, For, yeah. For a guy I mean, you came, you came. Yeah, yeah. You, you're here physically. I mean, that's like. <laughs> That's huge. That's, that's an extra twenty billion. Right exactly there, so. right yeah. for sure. All right, hundred billion highest score ever. <laughs> All right, Noah, let's go a little bit deeper. So tell us, how did you get into the NFT and Web three space? So that that's a good question. So back in college, um, I want to say like two thousand sixteen. I always worked through school. Um, I was at a company called Science Thirty Seven. It was a healthcare uh, company. Did remote clinical research trials. Uh, we worked with Otsuka, Sanofi, Eli Lilly, Novartis, and UCB, and we sent medicine directly to patients' homes along with the tracking platform, and uh, it all ties together. Bear with me. <laughs> at the same time, I was sitting at home, and someone was like, oh, check out Ethereum, check out Bitcoin, and I was like, oh, okay, this could be interesting, and I was like, ooh, internet money's a blast, so then I started building ASIC mining rigs for to, to mine Litecoin, and it was like good money, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. But working in healthcare, my sites were on the underlying technology of blockchain. So I was like, this would be perfect for a regulated industry, like healthcare, government, whatever, um, where essentially, so one of the biggest issues, the thing that I was thinking about originally was that after um, a trial is complete, you know, you spend four plus weeks just trying to get the information together and validating that whether or not like this is real or someone changed it or whatever. So the concept of an immutable record where you could, in, in like a private blockchain situation, permission a node 
to someone like your pharmaceutical partner or the FDA. I was like, that's fucking perfect. Um, let's do it. So we were making internet. <laughs> I was messing around with internet money. It was fun. But then I spun up a quote unquote black ops R&D group underneath the chief product officer. Shout out to Chris Cheppy. Thank you for the shot back in the day. Um, and uh, we built one of the world's first blockchain-based audit trails for uh, the healthcare industry. And we built it on JP Morgan's Quorum before they sold it to Consensus. And we built this in like three weeks, pennies on the dollar. And then the validation part came in where they were like, hey, if we want to put it in a trial, it's going to take this long. And I was like, that is a lot of red tape for an industry that changes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So wow. moved on from there. But that, that was my first foray into the space. That's awesome. Wow. Dude. That's wow. exciting. Ooh, <laughs> That's I'm amazing. learning a ton here. I'm like, <laughs> mind blown. <laughs> All right. So tell us about Wincast. What is it? How did you come up with the idea? All right. So Wincast. Um, our tagline is own the moment before it becomes the moment. So the idea here is that while you're watching your favorite sports and there's that kind of moment where you're clutching your remote or your your chest or your phone and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going to happen next? We wanted people to be able to tap into that. So uh, imagine bottom of the ninth, you know, your favorite team is down by one, bases loaded, two outs, right? Your favorite batter steps up to the plate. Something pops up on your phone, your TV, whatever. Um, and it says bidding has opened. And what you're bidding on is a video collectible of that moment as it's happening. So by the time that they either strike out or hit the ball, um, you get an NFT delivered directly to you through Wincast. And so we're using custodial wallets. It's like we're using fiat to crypto payments. I mean, very simple. We want anyone to be able to jump on, stream their favorite sports, and then ultimately collect uh, NFTs out of it. Dude, that is cool. That is like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Imagine if you had... Because, I mean, I grew up, you know, watching the Dodgers and the Lakers and those inc- iconic moments. If you own one of those, like, Kirk, what was it, Kirk Gibson or what was his name? I know exactly. That was Kirk Gibson. Yeah, Kirk yeah, Gibson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He, he was hit, limping. Wasn't yeah, he limping or limping something? Yeah, and, he, and he's, I mean, imagine owning that moment. That would be, like, priceless. Exactly. And you could get it prior to him hitting it. That is really cool, dude. That's a great idea. Thank you. I'm pumped. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. So how did your previous Web 2 experience, you talked a little bit about it just in the opening, really feel like, and and all of the, your experience prepare you for launching Wincast and what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had been running a startup incubator in LA since around the time that I was start, or that I left that healthcare company and was diving into blockchain. And so for, for me, I was... One, negotiating the licensing contracts for a streaming platform. So I was working with like ESPN, Disney, Fox Sports, like CBS, all these guys. And so I learned a lot about the licensing side, the streaming tech side. Um, on the other side of things, I was also the CRO of an esports company. And we created um, two seasons of the first interactive show for Twitch. And we sold that to them. And so I could see that people were kind of shifting towards this idea of like interactive streams. People were super pumped on that. Um, and so... After that, I was part of the Tops team. I was the PM for the Tops NFT platform, and I loved the concept. They made it super simple, right? Custodial mm-hmm. wallets, again, fiat to crypto um, settlement, like very simple. They wanted to attack like the traditional market that they were serving and basically saying, hey, this is digital. This is the future. This is what we want to do. The thing I did not love was that it was so transactional. It was log on, buy a thing. If you like the thing, keep the thing or sell the thing. Like there, there wasn't, there was no joie de vivre in that to me, to me. And don't get me wrong. There's like obviously pack hunters that are like ripping open packs or like opening NFT packs and are like, oh my God, this is the greatest moment ever. But I was like, we could combine this and I, I could build a brand new platform. Ultimately, like I think that you look at something like DraftKings or FanDuel where they have the live betting and like the live, uh, basically the live fantasy or the, yeah, the live betting. And I was like, oh my God, why is this not 
a thing. <laughs> it's basically like, I know how to build the tech. I know the exact people that I want to, you know, create this team with, and I know that we can, we can do it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to create basically the next step for interactive entertainment within sports. Wow. Cool. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. Amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> so obviously the market for NFTs has softened here in the last few months. Does that really change the trajectory for Wincast or is, that, is there now more opportunity? Are you guys focused more like on DGENs or mass consumer adoption? I think at the end of the day, the partners that we're looking at or the partners that we're talking with, let me rephrase that, are, are major, major leagues, right? So at the end of the day, it's like the DGENs, we love the DGENs, do not get me wrong. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, the, the barrier to entry is still exceptionally high. How many people do you know outside of like the immediate NFT community that are like, oh, I totally know what a MetaMask is. And I love being able to like load it up with Ethereum and go to OpenSea and do the whole damn thing. Like there's, there's too much, uh, there's too many barriers to entry for this. Yep. So I think w- what we're focused on here is we're focused on on getting you know as many people as we can in this space, and we're and with these major leagues and these major plat- streaming platforms that we're talking with, you know, it turns into a layer, right, for people to connect with their favorite sports and their favorite streaming platforms as they exist. Um, and you know, down the line, we want to do like interactive stuff, like fantasy gaming, or you know, bidding on like what's going to happen next and things of that nature, and we're exploring that, but. Uh, yeah, we love the DGENs, don't get me wrong, but I think that the the system that we're building is for the next billion users and not for Love that. it. That's what love we love. It. We, t- love we talk it. about that. We need more education. We need a heck of a lot more people in the space. I, dude, I'm pumped about what you're building. It's so <laughs> freaking cool. And I'm just wondering, all right, so your sports, esports background and Wincast changing the game in terms of the fans having the opportunity to own that moment even prior to it becoming a huge moment Do you see the physical game at all changing because of what you're doing or, uh, you know, and the value that you're adding to the fans? Do you see actually baseball or basketball or football, soccer? Do you think these these physical games and the athletes are going to change in that aspect because of this digital ownership? That's a good question. So are you asking from like the perspective of how they're playing? Are you asking like from from like a... uh, like just like experiencing it live in person. That's a great thing. I didn't know what I was asking, but now, but <laughs> Justin now, so doesn't even know what he's asking half what the time. Asking, I mean, whatever. I mean, so. Answer both of them because they're both they're better questions than what I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Um, so I would say from from like a player perspective, they're going to play the sport the way that they always have, right? Yep. They, you know that that's not going to change. But the way that fans engage with the content, I think, will shift dramatically. Um, by removing the barriers to entry, by allowing people to say, oh, I own these cards. So so the collecting, the bidding and collecting is just one portion of this, right? Down the line, there needs to be utility. There needs to be some sort of interactive component where someone could ultimately go and meet their favorite player or win tickets or like have a, have a box seat that like if you've collected enough or if you had like the best moment of the last week, we'll give you free tickets and you can go. Um, so I, I think that the nature of engagement from a user perspective will shift, but I think that the sport itself will not. I think the streaming platforms and the fans are, are what are going to be most affected by, by, I guess, this technological shift. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. I'm actually really curious, a, a slight audible. So you come from the healthcare industry. I mean, obviously the applications of NFT and web three for that industry are massive. I'm just sort of curious. Cause I mean, we hear about all the collectibles, you know, <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I feel like healthcare, education, these are like big societal issues. So, I mean, just some quick thoughts on that and how that the technology can dramatically improve all our lives. Oh, amazing. No, that's a phenomenal question. And it's funny because uh, the last 
or I was the last panel I was on was with the CEO of CoinFund, Jake Brooklyn, and like the ending question was like, where do you see things going next? And one of the answers was porn, and then I was like, hey, you know what? What about healthcare? So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And bo- both both industries, healthcare, you know, <laughs> the, the money makers, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think realistically, uh, the portability of electronic like or electronic medical records is limited right now. I think that things are making or there are like great shifts happening right now. I think that the validation process for healthcare is exceptionally long and I think it'll be a while before we see the implementation of more blockchain tech or just NFTs in general. But I think as far as like portability for medical records and ownership and like literally just being able to say I own my records here come check these out or, and then going between different healthcare providers or different networks, I think that that's prime for disruption. And I think it's a phenomenal, um, phenomenal application for it. And I think long-term like driver's licenses or passports or things of that nature, right? At the end of the day, it's, it's confirmed digital ownership. Like you, there's a lot of regulated industries that are again, prime for disruption for that. Love it. Healthcare is very much one of those. All right, Noah, where do we find you on social media? Where do we find Wincast and how do we find out all the latest news on Wincast and the developments? Wincast NFT on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Very exciting things. And we're running a giveaway right now. If you want to get uh, four tickets to an MLB game, two tickets to opening day of an NBA game, and uh, we're giving away three months of Fubo TV. Not affiliated Woo! with them yet. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to sign up for that one. So you all That's got cool. competition. Um, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing episode, Noah. Thank you so much for being here in person. You brought the heat. You brought the alpha. As John knows, I love myself some alpha. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Super fun. Incredible background. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this amazing episode. Noah was sensational. As you know, stay tuned. Next week, we'll have another NFT thought leader popping in with more alpha. In the meantime, continue learning, growing, and seeking alpha. We're NFT Heat. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.